This is a Glendale Library Arts and Culture program created for and featuring teens, edited and hosted by the teen library staff. This episode is part of Glendale Library Arts and Cultures and the Southern California Library Cooperative's Be the Change series, which focuses on inclusion, diversity, equity, and anti-racism. Be the Change events will build collective understanding of systematic racism, elevate the voices and stories of Black, Indigenous, and people of color, and inspire our community to be the change. As part of Native American Heritage Month in early November, Glendale Library Arts and Culture will host various programs. On November 30th at 6.30 p.m., author David Heska Wanville Wyden will discuss his new novel, Winter Counts. Register for the event at www.glac.info backslash be the change. Hi everyone, it's Melissa. And Desiree. Welcome to the guest episode of Teen Gen Talks. Today's guest is a third year MFA candidate at the University of New Mexico in the Experimental Art and Technology Department. Her art is rooted in her lived experiences. It's about love, education, and the study of systems and working in multiple dimensions. Through her research and art, she attempts to make personal and historical connections between her relationship with educational institutions and culture. She learns to use different mediums to decode and recode these systems to tell her story. Grab a snack and drink, and let's welcome Felicia Nez to Teen Gen Talks. Yay. Thank you, Felicia, for taking the time out of your day to talk with us. We have a lot to discuss. So to start off the interview, I want to ask, how did you fall in love with art and know that it was your passion? For me, I knew art was a part of my life since I was, I think, probably second or third grade. I would actually started whenever I went to boarding school and I was there. So it was a way for me to kind of escape where I was at and and I drew until I just kept drawing and then I learned how to apply it into like academics, especially whenever the things I loved most within like my elementary to middle school and high school education was being able to like when you have those projects where you can be creative and those were kind of my favorite projects to do. And I didn't really like uh, writing or science or anything, but now, like, my whole perspective has changed since then. Now you are going to the University of New Mexico and getting your master's in ex experimental art and technology. Can you talk a bit more about what experimental art is? Experimental art and technology is basically using research, science, and technology to create these interactive installations. Like, I don't know, have you guys ever heard of Meow Wolf in Santa Fe? No, I haven't. Okay, no. it's just it's like a big playhouse, and okay. they have all these artists who took over a, like an old bowling alley, and they turned it into like a huge interactive art space. That's so, cool. so it's basically like that. It's basically working in a three D, maybe four D element where you're kind of um, the participant is completes the piece. So it's not just like you lo you're looking at a like a a picture or a um, a, like a sculpture, like you're a part of the piece. And like um, with the pictures that I sent you, the one, the universe with the three columns mm -hmm. and this uh, um, wooden sculpture, it's basically, I'm using a pen ping, it's called a ping distance sensor. 
So it measures the distance of your body. So it throws out these like uh, sound um, waves. And then once it hit, hits like something, it'll bounce back and it tells the distance. So based on the position of your body, you're able to control the playback of the film that is projected on those three columns. That's kind of what uh, interactive uh, experimental arts is about, so. I guess what drew you into this like you know having like that 4d aspect to it instead of you know that traditional just you know like a painting or something what kind of drew me towards more studio arts and kind of this kind of 3d 4d dimension is I was a film student in my undergrad so I got my BFA at the Institute of American Indian Arts and uh, Film and I went there also for uh, their writing program, but then I just kind of fell out of love with film because it was just kind of, you're, you're kind of telling the same story over and over and you're using the same stru Hollywood structure and you really can't move away from that, especially if you're trying to sell your script or get it made. So I kind of didn't like that aspect of, I can't, get away from the structure as much as I wanted to and there was like no you can you can be cre only creative enough like as much with your writing and I wanted something more and I wanted to tell stories like um in many different ways that's why I transferred to UNM in this experimental arts program because it gave me the freedom to kind of play and do whatever I want and experiment um, with different things because I send you guys also the clay sculptures that I've made and I'm playing a lot with clay and yeah just kind of just doing making whatever I feel like <laughs> but also like doing a lot of research and work behind it. So what has been your favorite part in being a part of UNM and the experimental art and technology department? My favorite part of being at UNM is my cohort. They're really full and collaborative. Uh, also, my art history teachers are really amazing. And just my professors in general, like I love them because they're super um, knowledgeable um, and open to the ideas that I want to do. So I consult them so many times to be like, am I doing this right? Or especially with dealing with a lot of the, um, ideas about culture 
and trying not trying to do it in a very smart way where it's not um, perpetuating a stereotypical image, but also trying to educate um, everyone who doesn't know about these like this different epistemologies that natives have, but also being super respectful of the like native culture in general and not to 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 kind of like give too much away or kind of I guess in a way sell out. So I try to like, it's kind of like a delicate balance where you can't give yeah. too much or you, you right. can't like, it's just interesting. It's very, very um, like plain Tetris where you're just like trying to put the pieces together, but yeah. Um, you did mention um, some of the photos that you sent us, but if you could explain a little bit more about the other photos that you um, sent us. So for that clay sculpture, this is my first attempt at making or um, making with clay as a material, mm -hmm. and the reason that I made this piece was um, it's called consumption, and the basic idea about it was when you have clay and it's too wet, you have you put it in a little arch so you have more surface area for it to dry out, because if you you can't like work with clay because it's too sticky and it won't like form. It has to be like pretty like moisturized to the point where you can play with it or form it. So with this sculpture, I was I put all these wedges kind of on top of each other, and then I realized it kind of looked like some type of serpent or some type of entity kind of consuming itself and going into itself. So the interesting about this piece was that that was the whole idea that I had like behind it. And so whenever you you let the clay dry and then you put it in the kiln, so I bisque fired it. And the thing about clay, if you don't, it's really finicky. So it can explode when, when it's being fired. So it exploded, so that's why there's so many different things happening and it's not like a complete piece. And the entire thing is ironic because it's about something consuming itself and it exploded, it destroyed itself. So that that was a really interesting piece. Also, another interesting thing about that was, like I said, it was my first time kind of working with clay as a material and as a Navajo, um, a lot of, uh potters like historically really didn't get to experiment with clay like sculpturally and um we had always make these uh clay pots for utilitarian use for like cooking and storing things um and to be able to use this material as sculpturally is something that is entirely new um and then for me myself because i'm not a tr traditional like potter or grew up traditionally that i kind of had my moments where i was like should i be like it, it like kind of working with this traditional material because we actually go out and harvest the, the clay out oh, wow. in these different places and you kind of clean the clay because like it there's clay everywhere you just gotta like know how to look for it. So that was that uh, piece. 
So for the wall of, con it's called the wall of impossibility. Um, for this piece, it's an interesting story. This is a story of last year. I was diagnosed with DCIS, which is ductal carnoma in situ. And it's a stage zero non-invasive breast cancer. And I was diagnosed last year in May and had surgery and got it taken care of. And then I had an internship that summer for at the National Museum of the American Indian. And so I went to DC and then I had to do five weeks of radiation therapy. So while in that time and in that place in DC, I was alone and I didn't really have a support system. So the one thing that I turned to that helped me kind of cope with everything was uh, writing. And I wrote this as diary pages and it wasn't, it was interesting because as I kept writing it, I realized that it could be formed into a coherent narrative, like in like um, creative nonfiction piece. Mm -hmm. So when I came back from DC, I didn't have anything. Well, after like radiation therapy, you kind of have fatigue for like a few weeks after. And that's one of the main symptoms of it. Um, and with this piece, I, took my writing and I kept writing it and rewriting it and working with it and editing it. So, and I wanted it to make it into a graphic novel or a graphic piece. So I masks, I like taped all of the pages that I had illustrated and also just playing with typography and also graphic design and illustration and learning how to break the grids of like the normal um, ways we see um, design in our normal day lives. And using that, the techniques that I've learned and um, just kind of, and also writing styles, because I jump from like a narrative perspective into a screenwriting perspective and then into poetics. So I'm playing with writing too. So I'm using all the things that I know how to like learn since like childhood and all these different techniques to like create this story or like a visual, um, my interpretation of the story. So that's what that wall of impossibility is. And it's called that because I didn't know exactly how, what I was gonna do with it. And I didn't know exactly what was it was gonna be. And the one thing that I kind of struggled with last year was not only did I not know what to make in terms of sculpture, because my head was in a different place. I had like moved on into a different like um, kind of perspective. So that was like the one thing that I was focusing on. And that goes into the, the steel cut pieces. Um, so the, the, that's, I was in the process last spring of making a, a light box to replicate the scene of um, the radiation section of my story of like going into the bottom of the Georgetown MedStar uh, radiation um, center and then going into that room where that radiation machine was 
and it's dim and it's cold and there's very little light. So I wanted to create that that sensation or that scene of of having a dark room and a light box there. And while when I was doing radiation, I would count for some reason because that's what my brain went. So I would count and I would lose track, but also using the same, implementing the same design aspects and like, because I'm really into design and um, just using the same uh, techniques as the illustrated uh, graphic novel. So that was, that's kind of that piece. Throughout your experience in the field of art, what is something that you have learned that has stuck with you? I feel like the thing that has stuck with me that I tried to keep in terms of my art is just an honesty. Um, I've learned through my writing that the people who have been able to like read the writing, the feedback that I get is like the honesty and the vulnerability that it comes through the writing. And I feel that I think just being honest and like not having to put up so many different walls to protect yourself and also just like change is constant. So yeah. the idea of things being absolute or things having being fact is kind of always changing. Especially like nowadays with the whole pandemic, like nothing is set in stone and you kind of have to go with the flow of things. And this is like, yeah, basically what uh, this story was about. And going back to my um, the first piece that I talked about, about the with the, the screens and the interactive piece, the whole ideology behind that is the idea of transference, um, the ability to go through different worlds and the multi-dimensions of worlds in time and space. So the, like a lot of different tribes believe in the idea of being able to transfer from the underworld, which is the water world, to the terrestrial, so the earth world, and then into the sky world through the design of the bottom piece on the floor, you'll see the different like staircase design with the stars or the crosses that can be interpreted as stars. Um, you kind of get to walk and transfer through these different um, dimensions or these different worlds. And then, like I said, with my writing, it was a way for me, like how I came back from DC and my perspective changed, meaning I transferred into a new space and a new mindset. And then again, we're transferred into this new like pandemic world where we're just kind of figuring things out. So speaking about the pandemic, how has that impacted your art? Has it impacted it in any way? Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible last semester because I we were in the middle. I was in the middle of making the radio, the light box, and I was taking a sculpture class where I was excited to make these new different things, and I was like working with clay. Um, but yeah, having not having a studio space or a place to go to really sucked. And it was hard to be productive in this like room that I'm in and using like trying to use uh, like this space as a workspace, but also like a space to relax and 
it was just difficult to kind of even think of things to make with everything going on. And I didn't feel like it was appropriate at the time, especially in the beginning of the pandemic to kind of make anything. Because right. I was like, there's so much grief going on. And I'm like, I don't think I can like, <laughs> comprehend how to like make anything. So I just kind of like my everyone in like all the teachers in the art history department, I felt like felt the same. They didn't put too much pressure on students to really be making things. Even me as a teacher, um, for my students, I kind of just told them, you know what, try your best, make what you can and turn it in. And that was kind of how we got through the end of the semester. But now um, I really got into, I kind of was able to break out of being sedentary, like through summer <laughs> and also spring. And I had to get out of that, like, mindset of just like staying indoors mm -hmm. yeah. so I had I just started running I I started running for like 15 minutes and like that's turning into like an hour and a half and then being able to kind of just get the energy out and being able to like the like I feel like through like being able to work out and having that time and space outside to help kind of clear the anxiety and the stresses of everything has really been helpful, especially within like, now that school has like in the middle of the semester, I have more space to think mm -hmm. instead of like being anxious and being stressed and worried. So that's how I've been able to like cope within right. having school, yeah. Mm -hmm. Before we end, we have some rapid fire questions. The first question is what is your favorite color? Gosh, I think purple. What is something you have been proud to say you have accomplished? I am proud to say I have accomplished being able. Gosh, that's such an interesting question. I guess being able to survive, I guess. What are some of your favorite artists that you look up to? Um. That's an interesting question. I always get this question and I never know how to answer because I don't really know. But the thing that kind of interests me and that I get a lot of influence from is just researching um, or learning about art history and learning about especially like um, Native American art history. I get a lot of inspiration from just like culturally like these these artists who were like unknown and they they just were have been like they just yeah I don't know I'm taking a Native American like ceramic history class and just learning all that all the things so I'm just really I like like those guys right <laughs> yeah um where do you hope your art takes you in the future um I hope my art takes me um to be able to kind of break out beyond school but also i want to be able to teach people also one thing that i've been realizing is it's i want my art to be able to kind of reach an audience but also the ability to teach people these different things that i've also learned um could you describe yourself as a teenager in three words in three words, I was like an odd music nerd. 
If you could have any superpower, what superpower would you have? I guess the ability to like do super jumps. I don't know. I have dreams about <laughs> yeah. that. Too. Um, is there an artist that you have been currently listening to a lot? I guess Kaylani. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Love the music. <laughs> what is a book that you have recently read or that you are currently reading that you would recommend? I don't really have a book that I'm currently reading because I have so many readings from <laughs> just classes. But I am kind of listening to this audiobook called The Carnivore Code. It's basically about the idea of going back into an ancestral like diet so basically just eating animal products it's a radical idea but i don't know it's interesting thank you so much felicia we learned a lot about you thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk with us can you let everyone at home know about any upcoming projects and where they can connect with you people can connect with me on my instagram it's just my name felicia nuz uh also through my website and upcoming projects i will be having my a uh, thesis show next spring so that's what yeah. i have planned in may oh yay, yay. well congrats on that yeah, congrats. and hopefully everything goes well and thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to you know talk with us yeah uh, yeah, yeah thank you so much thank you yeah. thank you guys